You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. Frank Woodley is a well-known fixture of Australian comedy. He broke onto the scene with friend Colin Lane as the duo Lane Owen Woodley in the 90s, but since 2006 he's been doing his own thing, acting, performing comedy and writing a children's book series called Kismet. He's also about to launch a children's comedy event at the Sydney Opera House. It's called Frank Woodley Noodle Nut. Hi, Frank. Welcome to Kindling Conversation. Thanks for having me, Siobhan. Thank you. So loving already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How is comedy, I mean, your comedy in particular is um, very childlike, but You've done comedy for adults in this way for a long time. Did you have to change much when you decided to write comedy for kids? It was really interesting. I was worried. I thought that maybe it would be really different and I was a bit scared, to be honest, that I wouldn't be able to um, make it work, you know, for some reason. And um, what I discovered very quickly was um, as long as the kids understand what I'm talking about, I just do exactly what I've always done. So, you know, there's no material in the this, in this show that's about, um, you know, uh, mortgages. <laughs> <laughs> Not that there's any of that in my adult shows anyway. But, uh, but as long as I'm talking about a horrific experience I had um, at show and tell when I was at school or how I was bullied at school, by, I do a lot of that sort of thing where I talk about something that I'm remembering that happened to me from the past or even I talk about... Um, an experience on a bus where there was a kid who was bored and I was doing things to try to entertain the the kid on the bus and it went horribly wrong. (laughs) Um, So as long as they understand, then it's exactly the same. And interesting for me as well, I wondered, and this is, I'm going to be a bit um, like, this is a bit confessional in a sense of my ego or something. I wondered if I would find it as gratifying to make the kids laugh but it's exactly the same when I do a little bit of silliness or a joke or, and I put a lot of, I take a lot of pride in crafting my little comedy moments, you know, and if I pull it off and there's that explosion, that pop of laughter, it feels just exactly the same for me. So it's been a real pleasure. I've been thinking, why haven't I been doing this for years? You know, <laughs> it's, it's really good fun. Turning a new corner. Yeah. Um, so one of the things as a, a parent of young children that I know my kids always laugh at, uh, Anything that has to do with poo or fart jokes. Yeah. Now, I think that's just a kid thing, but is that an adult thing too? Did you, My that theory sort of on when people think that farts, some people are like a bit aloof and they're a bit like beyond, you know, that's not funny anymore. But my personal theory about, sure, there can be unfunny farts, <laughs> jokes, no doubt about it, you know. But my theory is the day that you're in a job interview and you do a fart... <laughs> And the person interviewing you doesn't really even notice or care. They don't care at yeah, all. It's right. nothing. It's just like as if you'd scratched your cheek or something and you don't care at all, then fart jokes are done. <laughs> but we're a long way away from that. So I think that it's a primal, it's a primally, it's an imba- deeply embarrassing thing. That's so true. So there's definitely always going to be comedy in farts. And I've, <laughs> I've found, I don't think there's any fart jokes in, in Noodle Nut, but there are quite a few bums and uh there is one of the the stories i tell about the horrible show and tell experience is um that i i got um i was skateboarding through the 
through the city and I knocked over this woman who was coming out of a hotel and it turned out to be Madonna, the pop star, who was doing a, a um, concert. And then I explained to the kids, oh, Madonna, that's a, she was the biggest pop star in the world, a bit like Taylor Swift. I'll tell the stories if it was Taylor Swift from here on in. It'll make more sense. So I say, oh, I was skateboarding through the city and I knocked over Taylor Swift and, um, and I didn't have any paper, but I got her to autograph my board shorts. So I had Taylor Swift written on my board shorts and everybody I saw for the next week, I was like, check that out. That's awesome. That's the real, that's a real one. That's Taylor Swift. That's, you know. And uh, then I thought, show and tell, I'll be a legend. But I didn't want to give away the um, surprise right from the start. So I put some tracksuit pants over the top. <laughs> then when I got up for show and tell, I was feeling like this is going to be the greatest show and tell ever. But I accidentally grabbed the tracksuit pants, my board shorts and my underpants. And I put the, pulled the whole lot down. Didn't realize I'd pulled it all down. And their faces, their eyes are just <laughs> popping out of the head. And I'm standing up the front of the class going, check that out. Greatest show and tell ever. And it's a real one. I didn't make that at home. That's a real one. It's a fair dingham one. And um, so. Uh, Oh, my you know, that's not exactly a fart joke, but we're in the same basic uh, geography, aren't we? Yes, completely. You know? And and that's an example where I, even though I've I wrote that uh, that bit of material for Noodle Nut, but I could easily imagine telling that in an adult stand-up show. But I just have to say, this is something I did when I was a kid, or my son did this, yeah, or something, you know, and it'd still. It'd still be, it's exactly the same, really. So it's quite fascinating, that, that yeah. whole question, you know. And I, I, we've kind of been skirting around without actually saying what Noodle Nut is. So you've talked about how you, you're sort of bringing out stories from your own childhood. Um, is there, is that what the show is? You're sort of saying to the kids, this is what happened to me? Or? It's, it's got a, um, my original thought was that's what it would be. But then I was worried that uh, over an hour that maybe the kids you know, it would be um, a law of diminishing returns and they'd become less and less engaged over time. And even with my adult shows, I usually try to have a narrative in the show that is, as much as anything, it's a way of keeping the audience on the edge of their seat so they keep leaning forward, what's going to happen next, some questions they really want to know the answer to that you hold off on giving them, you know, and you sort of turn the screw. So I was thinking about that and I ended up creating this format really to solve that problem where half of the show is like a storybook story where I sit in a in an armchair and I've got this big book and I say it's a, a story that my grandfather wrote called Noodle Nut and um, and I've done about 150 illustrations that get projected on the screen behind me as I'm as I'm reading the book and it turns out my grandfather's passed away and when he was uh, writing, oh, he, he was a children's author called Ichabod Twilby, and I get the parents to say, you all know Ichabod Twilby, don't you? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and he, uh, when he wrote his stories, he would get me to tell him a story about something that had happened to me, like maybe I'd fallen off my bike that day, and he'd include some aspect of that in the first chapter, and then we'd go back and forth like that. So then I start, and I found this book of his that I've never read before, which surprised me, and I start reading it, and then it magically closes, and it won't open again until I tell a story. So then I get up and do a little bit of stand-up. Like, for example, I might tell that story that I've just told then. And then the next chapter will include something. So, for example, the next chapter after I tell that story, there's a farmer and he runs out. There's some people stealing his chickens or the, the animals in the story. These monkeys are stealing his chickens. And he runs out. He's on the toilet and his pants fall down and he trips over and his gun goes off. And so there's some jokes about his pants coming down. But it's not exactly the same story. So as much as anything, I created that little game so that I could have 
two different aesthetic experiences for the kids to keep them engaged. So we keep going back to the storybook and make our way through this. It's kind of an epic adventure of this group of animals that live in the jungle. And uh, there's two gangsters, a, a big albino python and a little red panda <laughs> who are running a protection racket in the in the jungle. And that's all, it's almost like... The Jungle Book or something. Yes. It's, it's epic. You know, it's an epic Sounds story. Epic. And I And I give weight to the character's um, concerns, you know. Uh, and it's a, it's sort of more deep and... Um, when, I, when I say deep, I, I just mean more... Um, there's more gravitas in in the story. And then I'll get up and do a bit of silly... Bit funny. You know, move back and forth. And you did all the illustrations yourself? I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which uh, was great fun. Was that a new thing or you've been doing well, that when I I've always drawn for as a hobby, for pleasure, just as a relaxation sort of thing. And when I got the opportunity to write the uh, the books for kids, the Kismet, there's three, there's two of them, but a third one is about to come out. I've just completed the third one. Um, I asked if I could do the illustrations for that, and then they said yes, and then I was like. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, yeah, now I've got to do it and I've got to learn how to draw consistently, you know, so the, the character looks the same from one picture to the next and all that sort of the, the kind of real craft that I hadn't, you know, I hadn't realized what I was taking on. I have so much more respect for <laughs> uh, illustrators now, but I spent a period of about 12 months once I found myself in that, you know, commitment, learning how to, how to draw a bit more professionally. And I'm so blown away by, I basically, what I did was I went to university on, on the line informally by just going to dozens and dozens of different young people who do drawing, um, lessons. They're so generous. These, the internet is absolutely incredible. And in any field, you know, there's just so many generous people who want to share what they've learned and their knowledge. And so I did a lot of study for about 12 months. I was probably, I was probably doing on average about six hours a day or something of study for about 12 months before I did the illustrations for the book. And then after I'd done that, then I was doing this show Noodle Nut and I thought, oh, I've been enjoying doing that. Maybe I could apply that skill that I've learnt to this other format. So many things that you do. Now, of course, a very important question. You have two children yourself. Do they think you're funny? Look, I wish... <laughs> well, they do at times. My son, my son really was like, he's got... If I try to make him laugh, he'll, he'll often just go... Not funny. That's not funny. Not funny. He's 13. Yeah, I was going to say. 13, right? In fact, he recently, I'm not sure if I can say this on this show, but he called me a dick potato. I was like, what is that? And he goes, well, you know how um, t- uh, potatoes are also called taters, you know? Well, a, a dick potato is a dictator who's more of a dick <laughs> and more of a potato, which doesn't make any sense at all, but felt profoundly true. So no, he doesn't think I'm very funny. He just thinks I'm a dick potato. Um, and my, but my daughter who's nine, we, I think she thinks I'm a bit funnier. But mind you, I, you know, of course, at home, I'm mainly the guy going, "Look, can you put your shoes on, please? I don't. Want, I've told you six times. We're going to be, you know, I'm mainly that guy. Cause, yeah, but you're also a dad, and yeah. I have found dads just want to be the funny ones. Well, there's that true. That's true as well. You know, and there are a few. And there's even a few things in the show, like, for example, 
the albino python that's in the in the story. When I was working out the story, I had this game that I was playing with uh, my daughter, where we'd be in bed together, and it started with you know the uh, octonauts. Yes, you know that show. It started with um, us playing that we're going under the water, and she would give me some sort of um, task. You know, there'd be and I and I'd be yes, quasi. I'm going down to the. And I'd be the. I can't even remember the names, <laughs> but I'd be the captain. But then I'd get all tangled up in the sheet, and I'd get all wrapped around my head. <laughs> And I'd be going, you have to help me. Um, what's the what's the little penguin's name? I think I can't even oh, think of the name. Isn't that Quasi? Maybe that is Quasi. So I'd be going, Quasi, get it off my head. It's suffocating me or whatever. And she would be trying to pull it off my head. And the whole game was the more she pulled it off, the more I'd make sure it got twisted around more awkwardly <laughs> and be pulling my nose up. And, you know, I'd be getting in more of a panic and, and just being very earnest and serious about the whole thing. And we'd just be screaming with laughter as well, you know, with the whole nonsense of it. And that was such a fun game that I thought, oh, maybe I could do that in the show, you know. I could get a sheet, wrap it around my head and get a kid to be trying to pull it off and get an audience participant. But that ended up just not turning into anything. But the sheet, for a short period of time, became, I twisted up and make it into this albino python. I don't even use the sheet now, but now I've got this albino python in the story. So indirectly... Definitely, you know, she's my co-writer as well, I'd say. <laughs> she's going to be asking you for royalties. <laughs> yeah, Watch sure out. Frank, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Siobhan. It's been a pleasure. That's comedian Frank Woodley. His latest show is called Noodle Nut, and you can find out more about it at our website. Just head to kindling.com.au. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.